Welcome to Middle Grade Mavens, where two author mums discuss their favourite middle grade books, provide recommendations and share insider industry tips for authors trying their hand at middle grade. Julie Ann Grasso is the author of the Frankie DuPont mystery series, cupcake enthusiast and part-time library book wrangler. Pamela Eucherman is a writer, dancer and homeschooling mum who sometimes finds time for sleep. Both Julie and Pamela devour middle grade books, not only for research, but to share with their combined brood of four munchkins. Hi there, Pamela, and welcome back to Middle Grade Mavens for our 30th episode. Hello, yes, 30th, wow. Getting What's been happening? Uh, well, yeah, and I wanted to give a big shout out to, before we begin anything, to the Little Book Room and Yala, Yarra Libraries because I'm still buzzing from uh, the weekend where they held their um, yearly, the annual Kids Book Fest at the Fitzroy Town Hall and it's such a good event. Mm-hmm. I, took, uh, I took my six-year-old, a.k.a. Joke Boy, apparently. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he had an absolute ball. We attended, we booked into the Words and Picture session, um, which focused um, sort of on the middle grade, uh, junior fiction to lower middle grade. And um, it was a two-hour session and they had a hilarious illustration battle, which included some of Joke Boy's absolute favourite illustrators, two of which are Ben Wood um, of Real Pigeons fame and James Hart, who's um, done a lot of things. Um, and in also Adrian Beck and Sally Rippon, Mini launched their latest compilation, Total Quack Up Again, which um, of which the proceeds all go to the Dimmick's Children's Charities, and so that was a bit of fun. Fantastic. Um, yeah. yeah. And Sally Rippon and Ingrid Laguna, whose book Songbird I reviewed a few episodes ago, they talked about kindness and empathy and did a little – Song and dancing had got everybody up and, and involved, so that was fun. It was great seeing all these illustrators up on stage trying to keep time with this beat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. And then after that there was book signing and Joke Boy got to chat to some of his heroes, the authors and illustrator, his well, his friends. We let's just call them his friends. Um, and there was because he's met them, you know, he's met a few of them before. Um, and there was some book related activities uh, and just so much more. Yeah. Um and Lee Hobbs launched uh, Mr. Chicken all around Australia as well at that event. So we got to pick up that and get it signed, um, which is great. We've been waiting for that one for a while. So, yeah, yeah it, was, it was so much fun. Um, and I'm, I'm pleased to say that our friend Lucinda Gifford won the illustration battle, which was Ooh. to the death, I might <laughs> add, complete with dramatic scenes. Oh, <laughs> of, fantastic. And a lot of laughter. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic day. And... Lisa Lambert um, from the Little Book Room, who is just a hero in the kids' book world, um, was there making sure everything ran smoothly and just adding a real fun vibe. So, yeah, if you're in Melbourne next year and this time next year, look mm-hmm. out for a bigger and better kids' book fest. It's a fantastic mm. event. Will do, yes. Now, I have some news Um we are pee pants excited because our wonderful one more page friend, Liz Ledden, has asked us to launch her new picture book. Woohoo! Yay! Yeah, so it's called Tulip and Brutus and it's being published by Ford Street. 
Um, we can't wait for the launch, which will be on the 9th of November at 2pm at Ford Street Publishing in Richmond, Victoria. So come along, folks. Very exciting. This is Liz's um, debut yes. book. So congratulations, Liz, and we can't wait. We cannot wait. Now, we also have uh, a little new scheme that we've been floating on Instagram. So we get lots of books read, but we can't review all of them. So we decided to do some recommendations from our girl wonder, boy wonder, joke boy and manga boy. Um, and so you'll be seeing some book covers pop up on our Instagram page. Possibly I should post that to our Twitter and Facebook as well. It sort of depends on my um, amount of energy at the time. But, yeah, you'll be seeing some <laughs> wonderful uh, book recommendations from our kids. Mm, the Mini Mavens, they're very excited to be involved, actually. Yes. yes. Well, let's get into it. Tell us, Pamela, what is the title of today's book? Yeah, so today this is um, a book that everyone is talking or everyone seems to be talking about at the moment. It's Into the Wild, Wolf Girl 1 by Anne Doe and illustrated by Jeremy Lee, who did very well at the Illustrated Battle at the Kids Book Fest, I have to add. Oh. <laughs> He's a very funny guy. <laughs> and um, this is published by Alan and Unwin and was released in July this year. Wow. Would you share the jacket blurb with us? Yeah. When disaster separates Gwen from her family, she must fend for herself all alone in the wilderness. Luckily, she's not alone for long. When a wolf puppy, a Labrador, a Chihuahua and a Greyhound want to make friends, Gwen discovers talents she didn't know she possessed. It will take all her new skills and strength just to survive. Does Gwen have what it takes to be leader of the pack? Oh, that sounds really cool. Mm. What genre would you class this as? Uh, I would class it as an adventure. Yeah, it's a survival story. Yep. So I guess I want to know, are they, are the, um, are the animals all talking, obviously? No, 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 no. No. It's oh. real to life, you know, as much as you get in the fiction world. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh, I totally had that all um, disconnected in my brain. That's <laughs> fantastic. And what is the estimated word count? Yeah, it's quite short. I think it's it's hard to tell because it's quite illustrated, but it's, I think it's around 30,000 words. And what drew you to this book? Well, for listeners not in Australia, and we do have some, hello out there. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> um, Ando, the author, is pretty much our household name in this country. Among other things, he's a stand-up comedian, has appeared on TV and film, He's an artist with a TV show specific to his art and is the author of best-selling junior fiction series Weirdo, Hot Dog and Ninja Kid, which, all of which we have. So he's a multi-talented guy to say the least. Um, and Wolf Girl is a step up in age and a step away from humour for Anne. So I was I was curious to read it. Um, and also my boys are very much into bush survival skills, bear grills and the like. So it's, yeah, it's quite relevant to us at the moment. Cool. Will you tell us about it? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> so Gwen is in bed when her family wake her and tell her they must flee. War is approaching and they're in danger. They drive through the night, but eventually they can go no further. The road is blocked. They're surrounded by forest and there are planes dropping bombs nearby. They leave the car and run into the forest, but Gwen is separated from her family. Eventually she meets a puppy who saves her life. 
Later, they are joined by other dogs, although the puppy turns out to be a wolf, um, who have evidently lost their families. And together they become a motley crew, helping each other to survive in the wild. Gwen eventually finds her way back to the cars and finds her parents' car, but there's nobody there, so she takes what she can use from the cars and stays hidden. She learns to fend for herself and the dogs in the wild, and not only stays alive, but thrives. Before she knows it, years have passed, and she begins to wonder if it's worth trying to find other people. Oh, wow. And as I said, this is book one, so this is just the start of the, you know, yeah. So I'm really curious about this. So, uh, like, from the rightly point of view, so Mm. Gwen has no one else to talk to, so is it completely narrated? Um, It is. It's No, it's from Gwen's point of view. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's it's first person. Hold on, I'm just, ah, I'm just actually opening the okay. book. Yeah, it's it's from the first person point of view. So it's from her oh, point that of view works. and it's in first person. Oh, um, that works. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of I did this and I saw that. Um, and yeah, it's I can see where you got the idea that the animals might be talking because that's what Ando has done, you know, up until now. But no, yeah, yeah, it's much more realistic. Interesting. And what was your overall enjoyment? Yeah, as I said, it's it's just getting started. So um, it's. You know, it's quite a thrilling adventure and one that I would have enjoyed as a girl. And I've always been quite curious about lost in the wild type adventure stories, being a bit of a suburban city girl. Um, And, you know, and I've always enjoyed them. So, yeah, this was a a gripping but quick read. I love the personalities of the dogs and how they each have their own little ways. I mean, you've got this chihuahua and then you've got this puppy who's growing into a wolf and, you know, they all have their own sort of place in the pack and their own personalities. Um, and the book ends on a quite a thrilling hook, so I'm interested to see what's next. And yeah, thankfully that won't be long because um, book two is going to be released in December this year. Yeah, yeah, that sort of classic get two books a year out for the you know just above junior readers kind of thing. Yeah, otherwise, yeah, they age too quickly. Yeah, age, yeah. 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 <laughs> and who will love this book? What age would you recommend this for? Uh, I have to say that the appearance of this book and just Ando's history might make it a bit misleading for parents because, you know, they're used to Ando's books being for younger children and this one is quite a bit older. It's written in a fairly simple voice, a simple language with illustrations and it's listed as 8+, plus. but I would be wary with younger children reading it because of the whole reason for Gwen being in the situation, which is this war that's not really talked about much. Um, I think sensitive readers might be scared or disturbed as much by what is not said as what is said, if you know yeah. what I mean. Um, I was a bit worried about, you know, where's this going to go? And it didn't go anywhere bad, but it was like, well, but why? What's happening? You know, what's yeah. happening? Else? Where's Gwen's family? What's happening to them? You know, as an adult, I was worried about this. So I can imagine, you know, some sensitive kids or not even sensitive kids would be worried about it too. Um, so I would say 8 to 12, but with caution on that lower end, you might want to pre-read it if you're child sensitive or read it aloud so you can discuss. Yeah, um, and sure. Having said that, I have heard some parents saying that their six or seven-year-old is reading it and loving it. So, you know, mm. some of this might just have gone over their heads or they just, you know, censor that out and not worry about it too much. So, yeah. So, um, do you think that reluctant readers would enjoy this or is it for more confident readers um look i think it's actually great for reluctant older readers because of its simple language um and it's a quite a base you know it's quite a simple story 
Um, and it, it's probably good for older readers who struggle with reading as well and want something that's the content is more mature but the reading level is lower. And, yeah. you know, it's got good spacing and, you know, there's gorgeous illustrations by Jeremy Lee, Break Up the Text. So it's an easy read. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of funny because when we approach a book, we sort of have these preconceived ideas of where the publisher is going with it. And then often when you read it, you realise actually they're being really quite strategic about this because, you know, um, they they might be making it shorter um, for more older reluctant readers, which, you know, we cheer for because it's all about getting kids reading. So Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you kind of think, oh, well, you know, this isn't what I thought it was. And um, the thing is with a book like this, I think it's, it is important to read reviews and, you know, for people like us to be discussing it because then teachers and librarians can can have you know have that in mind that okay this is not for younger readers this is for yeah. older readers or I might have a child who's reluctant or who's into bush survival or you know yeah. this is this isn't set in bush this is not it's not set in Australia just to be clear but yeah. um yeah it is something that they can go okay this is a book that's specific for that kind of that kind of child um yeah so yeah I think it's yeah we do need to kind of keep in mind that there are different needs. Every child is different and it's not, a, we can't do a one size fits all approach yeah, with, sure. with publishing. And it's great that publishers know that and do that. And of course that's their job, but you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So that's mine done for today. And what are you reviewing today, Julie? Oh yes. Today I have Taylor and Rose Secret Agent Spies in St. Petersburg by Catherine Woodfine, illustrated by Carl James Mountford, published by Egmont UK in 2019. Ah, this, this just sounds like another classic Julie book to me. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and please share the blurb with us. Yes. Missing, last seen in St. Petersburg. Get set for another thrilling adventure with daring secret, secret agents Miss Sophie Taylor and Miss Lillian Rose. And Sophie goes missing, as Sophie goes missing on her latest case, the Secret Service Bureau, Lil sets out, oh, I'm stumbling today, Lil sets out on an intrepid journey to Russia to find her. But trouble is brewing and the glittering palaces and extraordinary entertainments of St. Petersburg hide sinister secrets. With enemies galore lying in wait on the city's foggy streets, Will Lil and Sophie be reunited before it's too late? Wow, this sounds like a great um, kids' mystery. Is that, yeah. is that the genre of mystery? Yes, upper middle grade mystery. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, are we seeing more mysteries in middle grade these days, or is that just me? Is that just because um, you're choosing them in particular? Ma- Ma- Maven Julie seeks them out. <laughs> right. Um, I can sniff a mystery a mile away. So. um yeah oh good well how how does this go on the word counter meter well I have to say you know how normally I'm like oh anything above 30,000 I you know my eyes start to sort of water um but when it comes to mystery I'm like all bets are off I can pretty much take any word count because if it's mystery you'll keep me reading so this was about i think seventy five thousand words which is right. pretty pretty long for a julie word count but yeah yeah pretty chunky for middle grade but i think um like i haven't written mystery but um i've written some things that have you know seed things at the start to come up later on i think it would take a while to set it up 
yes in terms of amount of writing that you've got to you know an amount of word count that you've got to get through just to set up the mystery set up the background and get yes. into it so especially i would yeah. call this in a historic historic setting so if it's in a historic setting and like not the country you live in so this is set in russia mm. yeah that does take a bit of setup i mean that can also backfire if you're not really good at it um yeah. but uh Catherine Woodfine is an expert, I will say. She did it beautifully. But, um, yeah, if you just sort of spend all the time describing, you know, the pavement, that can lose your readers. But that mm. was not the case in this book. Fantastic. Yeah, I don't think you get any 20,000-word mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> so um, other than the fact that it's mystery, um, what drew you to this book? Well, the cover, of course, Um <laughs> big fan of illustrator Carl James Mountford and this is actually the second book in the series but I'm I think I saw Carl post this on his Instagram um, and I, th I, I think he may have been quite vocal about um, wanting illustrators to be recognized on the cover of books mm -hmm. um, and I love that he seems to have been able to make that happen with his publishing companies because he, he's listed on all of his books as the illustrator, which is wonderful. And, I mean, the covers are glorious. Mm. He is just got an incredible style. Um, you know, I may have another illustrator crush. But anyway, after reading the blurb, of course, I had to have it. Mm. Well, speaking of um, illustrators and being deserving to be on the cover, my book next week, that my review for not next week, next episode, um, is the new Emily Rodder book, and I will talk about it a bit more then. But um, there is the illustrations in that book are just glorious, and it's a double billing on the front cover, and it, oh, it rightly deserves to be. Yeah, absolutely. So brilliant. Okay, so could you tell us more about this one? Yeah, Sophie is on a secret mission in St. Petersburg. Although her and Lil have their own private detective agency. They sometimes do work for none other than the British Secret Service Bureau. Sophie has been tasked with finding a notebook, which the dreaded organisation called the Fraternitas Draconum seek. Why they seek it is because it's rumoured to have information which will unlock the keys to a most heinous weapon. Lil, on the other hand, has just recovered a lost painting, which also plays heavily into the secrets of unlocking the ancient weapon. When Sophie ceases all contact, even from the bureau chief, Lil knows Sophie is in trouble. She will do anything, even disobeying orders and sneaking about the Circus of Marvel's train bound for St. Petersburg. What she will do when she gets there is an entirely unknown, but Lil will not abandon Sophie in a foreign country. She'll do anything to be reunited with her detective agency partner and friend. Oh, this sounds like one for fans of um, Carmen Sandiego. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Just I, come back. <laughs> oh, I love that show. Oh, well, I loved that game years ago. Yeah. But, yeah, so we also love that that Netflix original series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was um, I was quite shocked when I saw that because I did love the game when I was when I was younger. My my kids have loved the show. Yeah. Uh, yep. So, um, yeah. How much did you? How did you enjoy this book? Oh, I absolutely loved this book. It had that old world feel like another book I also thoroughly enjoyed, The Secrets of the Night Train by Sylvia Bishop, which was in fact the first review I did for The Mavens. Right. Woohoo! Can you believe yeah. that? It's yeah. been 
like 30 episodes. <laughs> now, I guess you may be thinking that the author has taken quite a deal of authorial license having two female detectives during this era. Um, and it is hardly surprising, really, since the great Agatha Christie did it with Miss Marple. But just to add punch to this fiction, after listening to one of my favourite podcasts, um, which is called She Done It Show by Carolyn Crampton, there were, in fact, female detectives holding offices and advertising their wares in local classifieds right about the time this novel is set. So that, of course, made it all the more fantastic. The mystery was intricately woven and I was on the edge of my seat waiting for the resolution. Now, I actually began reading this as a read aloud with Giselle and she was utterly, utterly enthralled for the first half. But once again, I couldn't wait for her. I kept reading, of which she was greatly incensed and she's now reading it for herself. I believe we may have a mystery buff on our hands, which I am, of course, utterly delighted but she's never read a book like this before. Um, and, mm. I mean, it's 75,000 words and she's eight. So, yeah, mm. uh, once again, mystery can just, uh, it can just get a reader in. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great when you just get that book that gets them going and gets them really into reading yeah. something a bit bigger and a bit longer and, you know, heavier. Well, it's great that she's reading it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Oh, along with, you know, Four or five others at the same time, which I think we've posted a few uh, Insta um, reviews from Kid Mavens. So. Oh yes, well you know there is that. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had the one the one that was uh, for Manga Boy, the one that got him reading slightly thicker books was The Hobbit. Um, oh yes, but you know he still comes back to manga all the time, and he rarely will read another novel. Only if I read it to him. Will yeah. he read another novel? Um, and because we're homeschooling now, we also read novels that are a bit more literary that he probably wouldn't choose otherwise. So he's getting a good selection, but his own his own choice is it was always going to be manga. So yeah. you know. Anyway, um, so the uh, so Giselle's eight and she's reading it, but it probably sounds like it's a little bit older. Yeah, I'd, I'd say this is for nine to twelve. And what about reluctant readers? Do you think it's a good one for reluctant readers? Um, definitely for confident readers, um, obviously with the word count. And I would suggest it's sort of along the lines of murder most unladylike um, in its similarities. Yes, which, yeah, it's done well, hasn't it? Now, uh, that's it for my um, review and I think it might be Giveaway time. We, uh -huh. we actually have a giveaway running. Gosh, we haven't announced that once again. Uh, Maven Julie has forgotten, but by the time this episode goes <laughs> live, we will have posted um, the winners of our whatever giveaway was going. But we have another double dip. Pamela, will you share it with us? Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just throw you in? <laughs> you just threw me under the bus. Uh, so... <laughs> I think I know which books we're giving away. I have um, come across extra copies of the new Emily Rodder, which I mentioned earlier, uh, yes. which is called The Glim, which is an absolutely stunning, stunning book, uh, and I will be reviewing that in the next episode. So I have a copy of that to give away. And I also have an extra copy of Bad Guys number 10, Ooh. which was recently released. Um, 
if you don't know about the Bad Guys series, well, you should because they're amazing. Whether you are 10, 6 or, you know, 26, um, they are so funny, so cleverly done. Uh, I don't think I've reviewed any of the Bad Guys on the podcast. I have reviewed them for the Children's Book Council of Australia. Um, They are such a big hit in our house. And book number 10 wraps up the previous nine uh Mm. but it is by no means the last bad guys book apparently they are coming back um and (laughs) it was just yay and it was just announced the other day that the bad guys movie is um for release in september 2021 i can't believe we have to wait two more years for that um but we're very excited aaron blaby is amazing he's so clever um, there is so much in these books that's for the adults as well as the kids. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, so I'm thrilled to have a copy of that to give away. Oh, brilliant. Well, I think that's enough mavening for the day. We <laughs> should potentially say goodbye. Yeah, the, the details of that giveaway um, will be up on our social media in case you are wondering. So just yeah. um, watch when out for that. Julie- when Julie gets around to that this around. afternoon. It, it's been a bit of a crazy week for both of us. <laughs> we've, yes. We've had a lot on. I am solo parenting this week, um, among many other things. So um, we yes. will get back into it soon. But there you go. There's episode 30 and we look forward to talking next time. See you again soon. That's right, folks, the Mavens are full steam ahead in October with brand new mini Maven reviews on our social media pages. Plus, as mentioned, we have two new great giveaways. So don't forget to comment and share to enter. Next up, Pamela reviews The Glim by Emily Rodder, illustrated by Mark McBride. And Julie reviews The Ghouls of How Fair by Nick Tomlinson, illustrated by Kim Geyer. If you'd like to know more about the Mavens, log on to middlegradepodcast.com or to find Julie online, drop by julieangrassobooks.com and to find Pamela, stop by www.ueckerman.net. <laughs>